0: hello everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of the cluck of all trades podcast changing up a little bit this week and this is going to be our first annual and hopefully it's going to be monthly sit down with the silverback i have a returning guest kyle who was on the first episode and matt williams also known as the silverback kyle and matt welcome to the show
1: thanks for having us john yeah hey happy to be here
0: all right, so um, we we changed it up a few weeks ago. So Kyle, you missed this, and and Matt, you haven't had the opportunity to do yet. So we run into um, we run into each other at Philadelphia Airport at five in the morning. Are we drinking at five in the morning, Kyle? Are we are we at a bar? Are we at a coffee shop? Where are we?
2: No, oh, we're definitely at the bar. if It's the three right. of us for sure. Fair, enough. There's, Fair no, enough. there's no tea. I know you guys are on tea today, but
1: um, well, Kyle, where are you flying to? Rules end at the airport. Is <laughs> You can that's have bur- you can have bourbon neat at five in the morning or nine thirty, or you can you know you know have no dinner.
0: I love it. No clocks, Kyle. <laughs> where are you flying to? Oh man, that's
2: that's a so. First of all, I'll preface that with I haven't really flown to many places outside of the U.S. A few, but not many. Um, I'm just going with the first thing that comes to mind, and it's um, it's a place I've wanted to go, just because I basically it's it's as far different and removed from you know the us as i can think of it's far away it's a different culture there's a lot of cool stuff to see i wouldn't want to go anywhere similar to here you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go anywhere you want to go you might as well go see something completely different so um i would pick thailand
0: (laughs) fair enough yeah, fair, fair enough, Matt. Where are you going? No, no bad things going on there. I know where that <laughs> laugh is going, John. You know, I'm just just saying something. <laughs> know, leave that. Leave that for a whole another day. There. Yeah, that's a whole like other episode. Matty immediately crosses <laughs> his arms. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. Uh, you know, I've I actually don't even have a passport at the moment, but I would be. Uh, everything I want to go see right now is actually uh, Norway. Um, Pictures of the Northern Lights, uh, Every everything you find there is uh, mountain vistas and mountains in the background and clear lakes and uh, kind of unspoiled type of thing. So I, I think I'd like to go there and spend about, you know, uh, three, four weeks just exploring that country.
0: With Izzy or without Izzy?
1: Oh, with Izzy, of course.
0: Okay. Smart man, just in case she watches. <laughs> Kyle, who, uh, who who are you going to Thailand with? Oh, for sure, Sarah. Good answer.
2: Yeah, 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 I'm a smart man also, just in case she watches. You know? Good answer. She has a great travel partner, though. She's very laid back. She'll do, you know, she'll go anywhere, so. Perfect.
0: Um, so so for the the listeners today, um, we had Kyle on the first episode, and we went into a little bit of his fitness background, um, and we bring Matt on today, and Matt was kind of the connection between Kyle and myself, um, and Kyle was kind of connection between the wife and myself. So both of these guys <laughs> play a, a big role in, in my life. Um, so you do know a little bit about Kyle, but but Matt's a little new to all, most of the listeners anyway. Um, Matt, tell us about yourself a little bit. Um, you know what you do for work now, what you did for work, what you do in the fitness side of things and and how you're here today.
1: Well, before I start that, I do want to have I do have one problem with episode one. Um, because you actually, all you talked about was you were coaching my son in little league and you just saw some idiot doing some idiotic things at the side of the field off to the side and you never revisited that. And you never said, well, then I trained with him for like four or five years afterward that you just left me as the idiot that, you know, the idiot that you saw on the side of the field.
0: First off it it was football. So we got to correct that. It was football, but uh, it was it? Okay.
1: All right. Well, it's, I just, so before, you know, before we do that, if you re-listen to episode one, I'm the idiot mentioned in like the first five minutes. So I haven't said anything about that, but it's been, it's been sticking in my craw a little bit. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm, I'm originally a Hazleton guy, uh, left, you know, uh, born and raised there left, uh, for the army, did 22 years in the army. Um, only because it's applicable to what we do later. I went in the army as a physical therapy tech, you know, so that kind of gives me the knowledge of, uh, the musculature as George Takei would call it. And, uh, then I was a respiratory therapist for five years, a recruiter for 11 years. Um, and then 2010, I actually retired from the army and, uh, I really wanted to open a gym, like open a CrossFit full-time and, uh, over the discussions. My wife and I, neither one of us had the risk tolerance to actually start a business, you know, and those up months and down months and things like that. So, uh, the compromise that we did is I, I just got to train in the garage. Uh, so I went to cross, you know, I went and got CrossFit certified, um, in 2010 and recertified in 2015. And, uh, uh, you know, then we, you know, we're sitting, uh, the background is the addition, you know, because the, the classes got big enough at some point that we couldn't do it in a regular garage. So I built a, an 840 square foot garage onto the side of the house. And uh, so I, I work for uh, I work for the state doing uh, disability cases uh, as a full-time job now at post-retirement. And then I train two to three hours a night. I don't actually train two to three hours, but I have two to three hours worth of classes every night. Uh, to teach CrossFit, kettlebells, rowing. Uh, 19, I always call it, you know, the the quick synopsis is 1950s Russian gym class. You know, like. Fair enough.
0: That's fantastic. Fair enough. Good, good. So I have these two guys on and myself. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit of um, back on track of the diet and the fitness side. Um, Kyle joked before, Matt and I are both drinking tea. Matched on the rower and Kyle hasn't had alcohol in 68 days. So a lot has changed in all of our lives recently um, that we're not indulging in bourbon right now and cigars sitting together. Um, yeah. So as, as things change, as we get older, um, I wanted to focus more on diet. So we have, I guess, two different demographics here. I would consider Kyle and myself, um, you know, mid thirties pushing on late thirties, I think Kyle, is that close?
1: Yeah, I'll be 37 Almost. this year.
0: Okay. And then Matt late, I'll say late forties. I think it's early fifties, but we'll say late forties, okay. mid fifties.
1: Uh, I'm 52.
0: Okay. Early fifties. <laughs> so, um, guys, how, and we, we could talk about diet and I think all of us know that, you know, the best thing will be, and, and I learned this from Matt to one of his sayings when I first started the gym was big dogs don't live as long as small dogs. Um, so I'm at the age now, you know, I'm 230 pounds. Wanting to get down, would say 30, 35 pounds. Um, I know you guys might want to lose a couple pounds. Kyle's three quarters of the way through a 75-day challenge now. So I want to check both you guys and and Kyle. We'll start with you going into how your diet has changed over the years and where your focus is now um, on that on that aspect of your life. Yeah,
2: I mean starting CrossFit, um, you know, and Maddie, I'm sure. Like, this, you know, paleo was everything. Um, so for those of you that, you know, really don't know what paleo is in the easiest, you know, description, it's, um, eating what the cavemen supposedly ate. So lean meat, vegetables, fruit, um, nothing processed, no alcohol, um, you know, to, to varying degrees of strictness, you know, depending on how strict you want to be with it. Um, you know, Started pretty much doing that when I was um, doing CrossFit. Um, Saw some um, success with that, depending on how strict I was. You know, if I did a certain amount of time super, super strict, um, you know, I would see some success. But um, never really to the point that I wanted to, to the body fat uh, and leanness that I wanted to see. Um, Mostly because with that, I mean, I can overeat no matter what you give me. Right. And the the whole thing with paleo is if you eat paleo, you can't overeat. Well, that's not true. You definitely can overeat. I've done it. And, um, you know, I was I was definitely strict paleo, you know, lean meat, fruits, vegetables. But, you know, especially training a lot, you know, you can eat like a horse. So, um, like I said, saw some gains felt good, but never got to the leanness I wanted to. Um, most recently in the past, you know, I forget how many years, but I've been, um, you know, doing you know, counting and tracking macros, just using my fitness pal. And I've found the most success with that when I'm, you know, when I'm accurate with it. Um, and I find, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody follows different diets. I know for me, tracking macros has definitely been the most accurate. Um, especially when unfortunately I'm not drinking because, uh, you know, with alcohol comes the extra calories with alcohol comes, the you know loss of inhibitions and wanting to eat a whole pizza um so you know when i'm you know in, in a challenge i am right now with me and sarah are in um not drinking counting macros every day um you know i definitely find um my most uh my best results and 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 i stay most consistent doing that too
0: gotcha gotcha that's and People listen to me like, oh, you know, to to lose weight, it's just burn more than you eat. And if it was that simple, we'd be done with our show already. Um, And it's different for everybody. You know, um, I I just started doing kind of what what you mentioned go back to the paleo, because that's where I had my most success. Um, Probably 2016, 2017. um, We're going to talk when I get into running a little bit. And I blame Matt for that too. I don't know if I ever told Matt that story, but that's another Matty story. Um, But I was focusing on paleo. (laughs) Um, and that's when I got down to the 198 pounds, um, and almost felt like I was a bobblehead and kind of got scared and, and, jumped back up a little bit. Um, but I went back to focus on that. Now I started, um, Kyle, one of your, your, uh, authors that you're a big fan of Tim Ferriss. Uh, mm-hmm. He came out with the, the four hour body God, almost 13 years ago. Now it was when I was reading the book and going through it. Um, so it is very paleo and it is, um, that, that no tracking. But you're right. You know, if you sit there, he says you can't overeat, but I assure you, you know, if there's something good in front of me, I could, I could definitely overeat it. So that's, you know, one of the downfalls of mine. Um, Matt, what are you doing now diet-wise or what do you want to be doing diet-wise?
1: Oh, what, what do I want to be doing and what am I doing? Um, I I guess I've been following, I don't, I know there's an actual thing called intuitive eating, but I, that's what I've been following since, um, since basically I, I've been working at home since the pandemic started, and what that really, when you're home and you have access to food twenty four seven, I knew I was going to get in big trouble if I didn't. So I really, I, I call it. Um, I get in touch with my hunger. I like I what like I try to really get feel real hunger before I before I eat. So that means um, I would when I was in the army for a long time. Obviously, I would um uh, you know work out first thing in the morning you know run you know running for miles doing army PT you know start your day early type of thing uh, but since I train in the evening at the gym now that makes me eat dinner at 7 830 8 30 at night so you know my calorie consumption was much later at night and that that caused me to really not want to eat breakfast uh so now I've I push off my first calories until, a minimum of 10, sometimes one, you know, before I eat my first meal. And it's not because I don't have a clock set. I don't have a, you can't eat until this time. Uh, but I don't like, I feel a lot more comfortable just drinking some coffee, um, you know, and not eating until one. And then that fuels me through my workout at three thirty, four thirty, five thirty, 30. And then, um, and then I come back into, uh, then, you know, then I eat it, then I eat a dinner. Now the the problem is where I come in is after not eating from 10 in the morning, then eating at seven 30 at night, that gets to be, you know, where do you stop? Like, where do I stop eating? So I eat high quality foods. Stopping is the problem. Uh. So, you know, so my, my, uh, the biggest thing I'd, I'd say the, you know, what I, you know, we, I've been in cr- the CrossFit space since 2008. Um, and the paleo was the, you know, was the preferred, uh, thing at that point when we started that, uh, I, and I love the description of paleo of it had to have had a face or come out of the ground. Um, you know, so like meat and vegetables is basically what you're really looking for. Um, but I, I think to me, like you can pick any diet, you can pick any diet and, and see a big change in the first 90 days. The question is the accountability of, you know, you have to either put it on a list, whether it's a written list or a written log or other people can see what you ate. Like, I'm not eating a jar of peanut butter this week because I I know, you know, Cluck and Kyle are going to bust my chops about it. You know, and there was, you know, there was a point where that was my you know comfort food of, uh, you know, going through a jar, a family sized jar of peanut butter a week. Um, you know, so that's, that's come and gone and, you know, cut down way on that. But I, I think it's just, I think the hard part with dieting is, um, uh, I, you still go back to the simplest form of CrossFit, you know, um, uh, eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, uh, some fruit, little starch, no sugar, you know, if, so if you can stick to that and you can, you can have an accountability of knowing what you ate and being aware of it. It's the mindless eating that just absolutely destroys you. Um, you know, whether it's a bag of chips, a bag of cashews, you know, you, you get a, a a container of cashews from Sam's Club. You know, next thing you know, you've eaten 14 servings. I don't care what diet you're on. It's not working.
0: That I actually had a bad Not a bad experience, but an eye-opening experience with cashews. Um, I used to make my own Lyra bars, and it was just cashews and dates. And making them was so much cheaper than going out and buying Lyra bars. The only problem is, you know, a Lyra bar is, what, two inches long, a half inch thick, uh, and probably 200 calories, two hundred fifty calories. Well, shit, if I'm making them myself, I'm eating you know, quarter pound of cashews and a lot of dates and it's, you know, 400, 500, 600 calories at a pop. So it it's actually better for me to spend more money buy the prepackaged cashier Lara bars and then have one. So I know what I'm putting in same thing with peanut butter. Um, I probably on the same time, Matt was housing containers. I was doing it the same, uh, two tablespoons of peanut butter is embarrassing if you look at it. Um, and I clocked it one day for a whole week, actually. You know, you do that family size jar of peanut butter for a week, divide it up. You're looking at probably eight to 1200 calories a day in, in peanut butter. And that's not, you can work out for a hell of a lot more than two hours a day. You have to burn that.
2: And that's why, I mean, that's why tracking for me and, and kind of going back to what Matt said, like, you know, any, you know, if it's a, if it's a well-known diet, it's a well-known diet for a reason. It works for somebody you kind of got to figure out which diet works best for you. Like I know for me, like, you know, as far as like, you know, intuitive eating or trying to, you know, well, I'm full now. So, or, you know, Hey, this is, this should be enough for today. I need to see that on, like, I look at my fitness pal. All right. You got, you know, 50 grams of fat and you got hundred carbs left for the day. So figure it out. And then mm-hmm. when that's empty and your, your numbers say zero, 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 you're done for the day. No matter how you feel. And then the next day you started back up. And for me, that just, you know, and and a lot of people, you know, if anybody's thinking about doing counting macros, the number one um, objection I've heard was the same objection I gave for years, which is why I didn't do it, which is, it's just too big of a pain in the ass. It takes too much time. It's a hassle. And I can say after doing it for a while, it's, it's the easiest thing. Um, You know, it, it takes me, my food's not even halfway done cooking before I have it jammed into my fitness pal and logged. Um, you know, it remembers, it remembers everything that you, you eat. Most times, most of us eat the same thing over and over. We just don't realize it. So, you know, I would say probably, you know, 90 plus percent of the stuff I eat in a day is already in my fitness Pal because I've eaten it before. I just, you know, look it up, boom, add it. I have a little food scale next to my, uh, you know, my pan comes out of the pan, goes on the plate that's on the scale. It gets logged. It's it's super easy and, it, it, you know, it gives you some accountability, which is what a lot of people need, me
0: especially. And and to add to that that point, Kyle, you know, how many different breakfasts do you eat? Maybe three? You know, once you put it in one, one. it's in there. One. Same thing every day.
2: I, very rarely do I eat a different thing. I eat um, full fat, plain Greek yogurt, granola, blueberries,
0: uh, and honey. Granola is another thing. I I can't eat granola. I have no 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 stop on granola too, which kind of hurts. Well, um, when I can
2: only weigh out one serving, I don't have a choice. So,
0: because <laughs> otherwise, uh, I'd be the same way. How uh, how strict are you? So, are you good at getting it to zero zero zero? Or how, are you? I didn't think so. <laughs> maybe,
2: not, maybe not even one time in in the last what I just say sixty eight days.
1: Yeah,
2: I bet you there wasn't one day that I had zero zero zero. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever had zero, zero, zero. And And the point of it is the accountability. Sure. Like right now we're doing, you know, we're doing the 75 day challenge. It's not just the no drinking. It's not just the, the no alcohol. There's a few different things we're doing. I actually have a habit tracker right above my computer that has the whole, it's like an Excel spreadsheet basically printed out. And each day, the next day I check off what I did well on. Mm -hmm. Um, So did you do a gallon of water? Did you follow your diet? Did you do two workouts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I wish I could say, I'm looking at it right now. I wish I could say the last 68 days, every single day was a bunch of X's, but it's not, uh, there's a bunch of missed spots. There's, you know, there's a good amount of X's, but I, you know, there's days I missed. Um, you know, but the, the thing about that is with, with that, even though there's a bunch of misses, same thing with my fitness pal, even though there's never a day when I go zero, 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 having some accountability is a 1000 times better than having none. So for me, following something, and even hitting it 80% of the time is 10 times better than me kind of just going by, you know, going by the seat of my pants and hoping I I do well, because that just never works
0: out. 60% of the time, it works every time. Precisely, um, and that's and, and for people listening. So Kyle's doing, I guess his version is 75 hard. Um, Technically,
2: and, if you listen to Andy for It's supposed to be perfect. Yes,
0: and, and th- that's one thing I wanted to add. And, and that's and that's great. You know, Andy's a a, a a rough dude. You know, I listen to a lot of his podcast. Um, Justin, who was on, and I Biz from the gym. They're on their second round through 75 hard. B- um, biz's
2: killing it. I think, yeah. I think biz does. I think Biz's habit tracker is all check
0: 100 so. percent. i could guarantee you that um yeah. and and with that um and then that and that works for some people um you know you need to, to track off everything and then if you fuck up on day 45 you go back to day one and do it all over again yep. and for some people that even scares them away you know this is too tough for me or too rough for me so mm-hmm. you do kyle's 75 soft and, and and just you know try to do it 60 percent of the time 80 percent of the time um you know whatever it is and you do your workouts a little different too right instead of doing like one morning, one afternoon, you do like one workout and then a family walk or something.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty much the, you know, it's the same reason that I, I, you know, I knew going off the bat, I wasn't stressing about doing 75 days. Perfect. Because I knew we had things in that 75 day timeframe that wasn't going to allow us to do certain things. You know, um, I just knew, I knew it was coming, And I said to Sarah, Hey, let's just do as good as we can. We've seen Fantastic results. I couldn't be happier with the results we've seen, but I knew it wasn't gonna be 75 days full of check marks. So um yeah, it's supposed to be two 45 minute workouts. Um, but you know, like I was saying, you know, a 20-minute CrossFit workout done at, you know, full full tilt boogie is gonna be a lot harder than most people's regular forty-five minute workout. So basically me and Sarah's plan was a CrossFit workout of some sort. We go to the gym right when she gets out of work. And then right after that, we do a 45-minute vested walk. So we wear 20-pound vest and we walk for 45 minutes. Um, so those are our two workouts. It's supposed to be spaced out morning and night. Not really realistic for our schedules, so we just do it like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Real and quick. do you plan? So you're on 68. Um, what, what what's your plan after that? Are you getting back to you know a, a lifting routine, or sticking with CrossFit, or getting into more yeah. of a cardio-based thing?
2: So I I have my new habit tracker is already up for April. So we're going to we're going to continue this each month. We're going to pick a couple things that we want to stay consistent on Um, this month. um, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do a a 5 a.m. wake up, go to the gym by by six. I'm going to go back to doing hybrid um, because mostly what we did this month was kind of cardio to get leaner. So I want to do a lot more lifting this month. Um, 100 pushups a day. And um, I started um, piano lessons. So I have to practice piano every day. Don't laugh, Matt. I see you laughing. <laughs> no, right.
1: Yeah, that's you're you're getting a chuckle out of that one. That's that's all there is to it. I understand that. I understand a thought process, and that like I admire it. Um, you know, your neighbors may have a different opinion, but I'm very
0: <laughs> low. But but oh, he's, okay. he's the landlord to his neighbor. so it really doesn't matter, does it? That's, That's, a true.
2: That's true. That's true. Good point. Yeah. I can't, uh, down unless it's my wife.
0: But so. that, you know, if you go back to the the roots of CrossFit, is it's learn and play new sports. So it just, I guess, learn and play new skills. Um, Matt, what are you doing now, fitness wise?
1: Well, I'm actually uh, the Concept Two season ends on April thirtieth, uh, so I am uh, I'm a bit behind on uh, catching up with my uh, million meters a year. Uh, so, so this would be I, I've I've done more than a million meters a year on the, on the rower and the skier for the, I'd say the last five or six years. And, um, how many does that average to a day, Matt? Well, if you think about it, if you, if you think about it in running terms, I, I, uh, that would be a runner running 205 Ks a year. So it's not, it's, and it averages out to be like 32 or 3300 meters a day,
0: 2800 meters a day.
1: Okay. Whew. Uh, so I have to get, I'm, I'm going to need, uh, I'm gonna need like 200,000 meters in April, uh, and that that's not undoable. I do it every year for Christmas, like the holiday challenge starts on uh, Thanksgiving and ends on Christmas Eve, and I do 200,000 meters uh, during that time frame uh, while that happens. So generally, now I'll be I'll finish work at three, and then I will uh, jump on the rower at three thirty, and then. Rest up a little bit from f- at four thirty, teach four thirty, and then Greg and I will do uh the five thirty wad together. Um my my five thirty class has basically just been Greg and I for you know quite some time. Um
0: and Greg, but- if you know anybody who doesn't know Greg, Greg's another guy I want on, especially uh, sitting with the Silverback show. He's a local business owner and electrician, beer enthusiast, and I guess part time crossfitter.
1: I'd say full-time. He's here four days a week, you know, and he's been here four days a week consistently for six, eight years. Um, you know, I don't do anniversaries and I don't remember all that stuff real well. (laughs) you know, um, I wish I did, you know, like I know, like, well, think about it. This, I put up the garage here in November of 2012. Um, and that's only, you know, that's only significant because we just passed the 10 year mark, but we didn't do any like didn't do a big celebration or anything. And there has like never that. been
0: a car parked in that garage.
1: No, no, there's never been. So, eight hundred and forty square feet, ten foot walls, fifteen foot at the pitch, so you can uh, do legitimate rope climbs and things, things of that nature. Um, but w- one thing, just to the you know, do a Jen Saki and circle back a little bit on this. Um, <laughs> one thing John mentioned. Um, was did he hit 197 and got scared you know and that 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 mindset is that's important to understand like some people have been the big guy or a big person for so long it's part of their identity and they will actually self destruct to avoid not becoming that person so it's almost like an anti like it's almost an anti uh, anorexia like if that makes sense. So like, if you had that emotion when you hit one ninety seven and you didn't feel right and you're, you felt your identity changing that, you know, that's a big, that's a, that's a whole different issue. And I have the same thing. Like, I know, I, like, I think I've been under 200, maybe 60 or 70 days of my adult life. Um, and most of them were to weigh in for army schools. Um, you know, and then once the school was over, yeah. Um, You know, so just, you know, so sometimes that identity, you know, like you have people that want to hit a certain level and they have good, you know, momentum and breaking off and that, that doesn't happen. Um, And I'm not dismissing it. And the other part was, is I'm not dismissing the 75 hard. I, I, it's a great program. And you know, you probably see great benefits of it, but I think the habit might be even more important than the workout because you have three people that I'm looking at right now. There hasn't been in the last dozen years there hasn't been a week that's gone by that we haven't worked out
0: right. like we
1: don't have a dry spell we don't have months off we didn't take the summer you know you know we didn't have you know uh, we didn't take a summer off, nothing like that and i I mean Kyle is fairly handicapped and injured on a fairly regular basis, <laughs> so he might have some more time off than the rest of us <laughs> um Not
2: to go hard man. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, like, you know, um, but no, there's never. But I'm just saying that the 75 hard, the workout part of it might not be as big a benefit as the habits, you know, if that makes sense. You know, I mean, just it's,
2: it definitely is. It's the whole reason why I I already printed out the the next you know habit checklist and I want to continue it because it it, it bleeds over into a lot of other things, you know, I. You know, just being a lot more consistent and disciplined with certain things like, you know, I my house is more organized. You know, I keep my truck clean and organized like it's just just weird things that it it bleeds over into.
1: If my wife listens to this podcast, I'm in such deep shit. I will be doing 75 hard of habits between the organized (laughs) house and the the clean car. You, you just sending the link right to Izzy before I uh, even share it you, publicly. You just you just scuttled my next seventy five days. <laughs> so I um
2: urban in before you start. So
0: <laughs> I uh so now wow so Laura and I we we've had Olivia it's gonna be two months on Wednesday so timestamp it's April second so it's eight weeks today actually um and since then you know we sat down and, and decided what we wanted to do fitness wise um. And it goes back to, you know, big dogs don't live as long as little dogs kind of mindset. Um, And I've got into running and short story on that. um, When it started, it was, I think it was 2017. So
1: I'd say earlier,
0: but no, it might've been 15. Actually, I think it was 20, it was 2015 is when it was. Um, I, I actually, well, when I lived in Boston, which I guess would have been 2013 is when the Boston bombings happened. I think that was 2013. Um, And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to run Boston, you know in, in memory of that, you know, raise some money or something. And my roommate who ran Boston, he's like, John, you need to qualify to run that race. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you have to run a marathon in three hours or three Oh five or whatever it is for your age to qualify for that race. And I ran a mile and I was a minute and a half slower per mile than I had to run for the entire marathon to qualify for that. So I was like, well, shit, that's out of the question. So I moved back. Um, and I remember we were a couple of us from the gym signed up for um, it was the run for the oranges. It was uh Dr. Palermo's fundraising mm-hmm. 5k. Um, right through actually, college by it goes by Cigar Pub. It started in in the Butler, the Butler Park, ran down yep. the hill through the through the development there, um, like the business park there, and then back. And I remember we would do a workout and then I'd run a mile before the workout at Matt's or, or run a mile after. And Matt, the one day, Matt and my ex-girlfriend, they're like, John, the way you run, you know, so far on the balls of your toes, you can never run long distances. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to run long distances. <laughs> and and, and that, that was the only, like, comment that was like, I'm going to try to run long distances. Um, and that's where, you know, I went from the, you know, 500 plus deadlift, 400 pound back squat, and then slowly came down off that into, you know, a 205, 210 pound runner, which is still massive in, in the running industry. Um, and, and that's kind of how it went. So at one point there was a great like crossing of the access of, of where a good athlete was strength and, um, speed wise. Um, but that's what I want to kind of turn into again, since the baby was born, um, I probably made it to CrossFit and it's not working out, you know, I've, I've done workouts here and there, but I've probably only done three classes, um, you know, since then. Um, I was able to go there, do, you know, just some, like you said, a 20 minute CrossFit workout is better than, you know, an hour or something else. Um, since then, I picked up a Concept 2 rower. So I'm getting into that. Hey, Sherm. Uh, <laughs> picked up a Concept 2 rower and, and doing um, dark horse rowing program to, to run a marathon. So I actually have uh, an 11 mile trail run in May, um, an 18 mile trail run with my wife in September. And then a 50K trail run along the Appalachian Trail in Virginia come November. Um, So I'm kind of switching from the, you know, the heavy lifting um, to more of a a lighter. Still using, you know, a lot of kettlebells in my training, a lot of dumbbells, a lot of box jumps, a lot of burpees, you know, things like that. Um, But working on more of the cardio. So I'm going to rely on the rower a little bit more um, because running at 220 pounds isn't good for the knees, isn't good for the ankles. They hate me. Um, so I'm going to use that and actually do some marathon training on the rower to hopes to bring the weight down a little bit. so I could slowly increase my, my miles. So that's on the, the agenda for me the rest of the year. Um, and hopefully my biggest fear is to, to just not get injured in that. So that's why I want to keep a, a wide variety of workouts and movements. And, and as I get older, realize I need to work on my mobility more than anything. Mm-hmm. So. Don't we all. <laughs> uh, yeah, and has that now has that changed for you, Matt? So I try to do Ramwad. Um, actually, it's called pliability now. It's a it's a 15-20 minute program daily mobility. Um, Kyle, Matt, what are you guys doing, or are you not really focusing on mobility specifically, or how's that working out?
1: I don't know that <laughs> so, question. So
0: that's, that's the answer for me. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I'd really, you no. Know, I, I, I have, uh, I, I actually like, I remember going to Kelly Sturet's, um, Kelly Sturette's, um, CrossFit mobility class in Boston. Um, you know, learned it all, you know, not learned at all. Like, you know, he, as he described that that class is kind of like drinking from a fire hose, just take as many sips as you can. And, Uh, hopefully, you know, you can put some things in practice, you know, and, you know, for me getting back into doing 15 minutes a day of mobility and especially the shoulder joints, uh, would help me, uh, do the movements that I can do in CrossFit. Like at this point, um, got right shoulder issues, a lot of degeneration. Um, I'm, I'm assuming from my army time, um, you know, uh, once again, you know, there, there's never been a point from 17 on where we skipped a week of fitness. Um, you know, but right now I have a big loss of motion in the, in the shoulder. And I really feel like I can't complain until I fix my thoracic mobility and I fix my, um, lat, lat tightness. You know, once I get that done, I can really see where my shoulder is. But I like, I have pretty much like I avoid doing barbell thrusters. i if it's a thruster workout, I will do dumbbell thrusters. Um, just because I like, I'd rather do the movement. What's that?
2: (laughs) I said, which are way worse anyways.
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah, but you know, like, but the shoulder, you know, and so instead of, but I won't like if I'm doing barbell thrusters, I won't pick up the bar not because I'm fatigued. Well, I'm fatigued, but, (laughs) you know, um, not because, but now I have the shoulder pain to deal with, you know, in what that feels like doing the thruster. You know, and the same thing with uh, trying to put weight overhead, you know, like I, I, the weight that I put overhead is fairly minimal at this point. So I've, you know, so unfortunately my mobility has capped a lot of the workouts that I can do. Um,
0: uh, not a sponsored ad here, but Resilient Athlete, NEPA CrossFit, check them out. They can get you a good little shoulder program.
1: Yeah. Will, if no, you're listening,
0: not. reach out.
1: Yeah, he actually, no,
0: he actually
2: fixed my left shoulder issue with the most simple movement.
0: That I made fun of him for. Is that for the one you made me recreate on, on the did. stomach? Yep. It is, exactly. Really that.
2: Yeah, the, the PVC liftoffs. Made yep. fun of him forever. And I came to him and I'm like, man, doing ring muscle-ups, the shoulder really hurts. He's like, you know that movement that you made fun of me for forever? Yeah, do that. It's
0: well, like, the good thing is, so, so Matt and I will never have to worry about doing ring muscle-ups, so we're, we're fine on that aspect of it.
2: I don't really want to do ring muscle-ups either, so I don't know why I was worried about it.
0: <laughs> and that's, <Not> a, <laughs> that's the conversation Laura and I had. We're like, you know – it wouldn't, if I never did a rope climb again, or if I never did a ring muscle up again or attempted a handstand walk again, like, I don't know if I'd be upset. I I really, I really don't. Um, Not that I've done many of those in my life anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that, I think the parameter changes and, and I think the expectation changes based on uh, the weight we're working with, because if we were doing a workout with a 225 pound barbell, if we're very limited on what movements we could do, you're talking deadlift and clean, you know, other than that, I'm not sure what anybody, anybody in this room or any, almost any level of CrossFit can do. But if you now, all of a sudden you throw a 185 or 195 barbell together, you know, you, the movements that you can do with that barbell are changing. And this, and I think you have to have the same mentality with, our bodies. You know, we're all talking about body weight movements, of ring muscle ups and handstands and things like that. Yeah. If you think of it in terms of a barbell, I'd rather I'd rather deal with a 185 barbell than a 225. Right. Um, so I, you know, like th- that goes back to our uh, anti-anorexia mindset. You know, where you know where if I can roll in at 195, I'm not sure what I'd look like at 195. I, you know, <laughs> like I, I can, I'm like I'm already it's already in my head. Um, you know, like I, th- I, I had a goal at some point, um, and I now I'd like to get back to it. I got some, uh,
0: uh, you know, some
1: concentration back. But I, I, remember signing into recruiting in 1999, at and I weighed 208 pounds, and they told me that that I was real heavy and I needed to lose weight. And I'm like, wow, if I could just get back to being that fat again, I'd be, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd,
2: be I'd be, no, no you I mean, BMI tests that are super accurate.
1: Well. You know, that the the BMI discussion is how we got into big dogs don't live as long as little dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, BMI is not BMI is something the health industry stole from the insurance industry. Insurance companies are the ones who invented the BMI. They would just throw you up against height and weight. And that gave a good gauge of how long you were gonna live that was just, they didn't, they wouldn't say heart disease or they wouldn't say stroke or they wouldn't say diabetes. They're just saying, well, if you were above this much BMI now keep in mind, all this knowledge has gotten me to a BMI of right around 32. Um, but, um, so, you know, so, you know, I need to put some things in practice to, you know, become normalized again. Um, but realistically, no matter what musculature you have or what, size or what you do with it if you if your body is supporting that much mass you're going to have to it's going to have it's going to weigh on it over time so
0: so i just pulled up the the bmi calculator for me not to be considered overweight i would need to be 163 pounds so Uh, if i if i I get to the 197 I, i was at um i still might be obese let me see so i I would be yes at 197 pounds i would still be considered obese by that bmi calculator
1: i gotta get to get out of the obesity category i gotta go uh 212 or 213
0: or i just need to grow five inches that's the other option so you don't look at it just one way john there's there's different ways to get this cat (laughs) that's that's the other that's the other way i have to do it um no that's great um so what, what I did the last couple episodes, we were kind of we're over the time. I knew this was going to go a little longer than the 30 minutes, which is fine. Um we learned Kyle's new um passion of piano playing. Um if if now you're doing your 40-minute walks, um, Matt's rowing, meters on meters on end. If there was one audiobook or or one TV show, we'll go TV show. If you had a TV in front of you while you were doing your walk, what would it be, Matt, on the rower? What are you watching currently? What? And your your all time favorite, and what's your favorite now, if you're watching any TV?
1: Well, if you're gonna go with TV, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up a little bit. I I don't really um I'm not I'm not as much of a TV guy as I am a movie guy. So I would put um I would put the Hitchcock uh movie catalog on running, and I I'd I'd want to be able to watch Hitchcock's um movie arc from beginning to end. If that
0: love fair it. enough. Kyle, what are you watching?
1: Dayline. Oh god.
2: <laughs> with, I Chris love with Chris I, Hansen. With Chris Hansen. I literally have watched no 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 not, not to catch predator. Just the oh, okay, okay. like the regular murder mystery Dayline. Oh, okay. I think I've watched every episode, which is also kind of scary because Sarah Sarah's watched them with me. So she's really good at knowing how to kill somebody and get away with it right now.
0: So, so Kyle got me onto the Mr. Ballin podcast. Um I think it's only on Amazon now. Matt, have you ever heard of Mr. Ballin?
1: No, I haven't. That's a new so one for me. So that
0: is a true crime podcast, but the the darkest mm-hmm. shit that you could imagine. It, it, like it, it's almost it, it's because it's true it doesn't have to make sense because it really happened. And it's one of those things you listen to, like, wow, this didn't really happen. Then you look it up and it's dark. It's it's dark.
1: Oh, I enjoy yeah, the that dark. That guy motion.
2: started, yeah, when he started doing that, he was in like, it, it was brand new. It was in obscurity. I was actually driving out to Indiana and I, I think I listened to every YouTube video he had because at the time I think he was just YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this guy is good. And then all of a sudden he hit like number two podcast in the world behind Rogan. And I was like, wow, that happened. Ex Navy SEAL, like really, really cool dude, um, but blew up. And yeah, now he's on, he's on uh, Amazon. He still has his his YouTube
0: Mm -hmm. um, videos, but really, really interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Um, Matt, Kyle, any, any CrossFit competitions or or anything, you know, race wise or, or, you know, Matt's doing a lot of the, the rowing comps. Kyle, you have anything coming up that you're doing? I really, really
2: want to do the Wilkesbury try this year. It's the first time they're bringing it back, in I don't know how many years. Um, I, I just saw that they posted that, and I think they're capping it at two hundred people, mm-hmm. which is yep. really small. Um, I just don't have a road bike, um, but I would really like to. Uh, I'd really like to do that. I've done the Wilkesbury try a few times, and it's an awesome course. Um, so that'd be fun to do.
0: They have. Um... I saw that too. I actually just sold my road bike a couple months ago. If I had known that I would have, would have sold it to you. I, I did the same thing. So I did the, the Connecticut half Ironman a couple of years ago. And, um, I, I bought, I bought a bike in the middle of February. I called ski shop out your way, like the Poconos and it was February. And I'm like, you hold the bike for me. He's like, John, it's February. Nobody's coming to buy this. Like, take your time. We'll it'll be here for you. Um, but I did see too, you know, not the, the triathlon of it, but, um, the the Wyoming Valley, they're having a a 10 mile race. Um, and and when I get into running too, I'll preface this. I'm sure I told you guys this before. Um, that's my, like, it it clears my mind when I was smaller and I'd go out for an eight to 10 mile run. And it was like the most relaxing thing for me. Um, and and at one point I I always felt like I always wanted to be able to like Kyle, it'd be say Wednesday and you're like, Hey, I'm running a half, half marathon Saturday. Do you want to come run it with me? And I'd be like, yes. You know, now seeing the tolls on my body now, which kind of sounds funny since we've been doing it for six years, but maybe was like a 10k. I'd probably say yes all the time. Um, but they're running through the valley. It's actually starting in Pittston um, and running all down Route 11 through uh, all those towns. So you know, I don't even know what they're all over there: Exeter, 44, Kingston, all that. And then it's actually ending in the square. Um, so a ten miler this fall. So keep an eye out for that. Um, that'd be a blast. Yeah, that, that'd be good to get a group going. So Matt, you want to run a ten miler in September?
1: No. Honestly, you want
0: to know the, I, sh-
2: John's going. to run six to eight miles to clear <laughs> my head. Me and Matt are like.
1: No, I no, I used to do that. That was like that, like running, like my running actually uh, saved my sanity while I was in recruiting. Like I would, I would get up, you know, like three hundred, not three hundred sixty-five days a year, but like if I had to go to work that day, I was up at five five thirty, and I would run before everybody got up, like three to four miles, and I wasn't trying to train for anything. I was just trying to. You need that forty-five minutes to clear your head, and. And, you know, you didn't worry about anything else for that 45 minutes, but getting back to the house, you know, and, you know, thinking specifically of running at like 15, 13 degrees, all that kind of stuff. Um, And that, that, you know, that saved, that saved my sanity while I was uh, in the pressure cooker, sausage grinder of recruiting. Um, So that, you know, like, so that would, that served a purpose for a long period of my life. Um, But I didn't, like. I just haven't had the desire, like I have the desire to run, but I know, I know what it's going to feel like afterwards. Um, so I think like, if, like, uh, if I can get, like, if I can take some, if I can get down around two twenty, I can start putting some miles in, I'm not going to promise I'm going to run a 10 miler in, uh, September.
0: So you're saying there's a chance.
1: Well, no, you want to know the story. <laughs> you know, th- this shows the time frame of how running has changed. I ran my first 10 miler in, was it 89 or 90? So let, let's say I wasn't
0: even walking at that point in my life.
1: Right. Yeah. So 1990, uh, where we're, I'm at a friend's house on a Saturday night, and he's like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'm like, "Oh, nothing. I'm, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, 19 year old in the army. Like, I have no plans Sunday morning. He goes like, oh, do you want to run the army 10 miler with me? Sure, sure. I'll run the army 10 miler with you. And, uh, you know, so that was my prep for the army 10 miler in 1990 was uh, setting an alarm clock and getting up in time to be there at like four o'clock in the morning that, you know, for the start, you know, and I did good. But I like, I'd say from 1990 through oh, I might have lost Matty. There he is. 2004, I was running, I was, you know, I was running 20, a minimum of 20 miles a week, you know, never more than, never more than 30, nah, probably thirty-two, thirty-four miles a week. But like, I actually, like, I actually ran, like I actually had some, <laughs> not that not to take this any longer, but the uh, um, one of my favorite stories is uh, John doing his research about the Berwick run for the diamonds. And I said, Oh, I used to run a nice. I used to run the Berwick run for the diamonds all the time. And he was like, Oh, what was your time? I was like, I don't know. I, I know I did it in less than a, like, I, I know I had an eight minute mile pace. You know, I said, I know I was under 72. And he was like, Oh, okay. And it, like, I know he didn't believe me.
0: (laughs) Not one bit. Not in that course, not one bit at first.
1: Right. Like, I I don't know. Like, he thought I was lying about that. So he went home and he looked up on the Berwick Run for the Diamonds website. Um, You know, like, because they have all the past, all the past results. So in 1990 and 1991, there was a Matt Williams who finished it in less than 68 minutes. (laughs) So, like, I was I was at a seven twenty pace running the run for the diamonds for, so that I mean, like, I never thought about it, and, uh, but that was like so. The hard part is trying to get back to that of running like a seven twenty seven thirty pace for any length of time. That was my. That was.
0: And that's, that was well, a, that's what I'm struggling with now. So I just ran the Scranton half last week, and I actually so I ran that. It was I think a seven forty one pace. I ran it forty four or five years ago. Um, and now I ran it at like a 10, 15 pace and it's, you know, it's a whole different race when you're on your feet, an extra 20, 25 minutes for those. Um, so that definitely changes. So I I don't know if I'll even out, you, I'll even get below eight minutes a mile for, for a half marathon again, let alone a 10 miler. Um, but I do like, uh, Kyle reached out the other day. So I feel like I've, I made the transition a little bit to a a runner or trail runner when Kyle texts me halfway through a trail he's hiking. And he's like, hey man, you gotta come and run this. So we found some trails that I'm gonna get Kyle on.
2: Yeah, um, we were we were hiking it on a Sunday and I was like, This trail sucks to hike. This probably be real fun to run. And then I said to Sarah, I was like, John would love this. So midway through uh, you know, hiking and making sure we didn't take a wrong turn, I had
0: to send you a quick text. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, so now we're at, oh boy, almost 50 minutes. So that's a little further than I even wanted to go. Um, last thing before you guys go to Thailand and Norway, um, Kyle, we know you're playing the piano, Matt, what's your quirk or, or hobby that nobody knows of?
1: Uh, I'm pretty much an open book. I don't know. I don't know about any, uh, <laughs> hobbies that any, <laughs>
0: Yeah, have that I, meme collection. You have a collection of millions of memes. I guess you could go with that one. I've been
1: going through that. I've been trying to, I've been trying to thin the herd of the memes. Um, uh, I have an interest like kind of Kyle playing the piano. I'd like to do more, uh, like web development and video editing. And I don't, you know, like, cause I just, you know, I would, lo- I would love to be able to, you know, do some more videos in the gym and, you know, technique wise and stuff like that. And like have a, not a, not, I don't even know about a presence, but just like be able to have videos, to hobby to people, to do. you know, so, you know, for kettlebell snatch and hand over hand swings and things like that to, to actually put like voiceovers in it and, and text and uh, transitions, you know, and actually just kind of put together a, a quality product rather than uh, just throwing things together with whatever. Instagram and what I has. will
2: do I think you're long overdue for having a kettlebell YouTube channel, Maddie. <sighs>
1: That's I Kettlebells.
0: Sp- so if, if anybody wants, I'll put Matt's um, Instagram in, in, in the information below here, um, kettlebells and also the PM five monitor for concept two. Um, I've been to many CrossFit gyms and I would say 0.4% of people know how to, or, or utilize uh, a concept Two rowing, performance monitor correctly. Um, you know, simple Bluetooth connection to your phone. Um, it it gives you CSV files of, of stroke rates and, and Watts and, and, you know, your, your 500 meter times and everything on every single stroke. So you could do, you know, 20 strokes a minute, row a half marathon, have thousands of, of pulls and it gives you all that information. So Matt is the guy who, who got me into that. And, and I'm sure he could walk anybody through, even if it's setting up for a 5K time or a 10K time or, or inter, especially intervals, you I know, just asked Maddie last
2: week a question about the the rower and got a very detailed response in about two minutes. Yep. One of the coaches asked me a question, "How do we do this?" I was like, "I have no idea," but I know who does. Mm-hmm. Sent Maddie a message and about two minutes later heard a ding and I was like, "There you go." <laughs> There's
0: your- and, and tell tell the coaches too, Kyle. Um, just download the app on your phone. And it's I, I find it easier to build a workout now in their new app because they redid the app than it is to to go through the four buttons on the phone. So that that's a lot easier too. Um, yes. Matt, anything to add on the concept too before we get going?
1: Uh, just you know, well, just a, another quick story that it goes way beyond way beyond that. Like I had a I go out to Arizona to visit the in laws uh, every year, and uh, there's a there's a gym out there, and they've been like they've sent teams to the games they have that level of uh, you know crossfit experience and prowess they were ready to throw away two rowers because they couldn't get them to work right but they had never updated the firmware i updated their firmware and now they have a full complement of rowers like so i saved them thousands of dollars because I they didn't you know, don't know how to drop in. Yeah no i don't pay drop in fees anymore that's but... <laughs>
0: Good, good. Well, guys, th- thanks for coming on today. Um, I'm gonna have uh, both of you on again. Um, we'll get a little more detail. This this call could have went for four hours easily. Um, you know, we could have touched more on rowing. Could have touched more on diet. We could have touched more on kettlebells. Uh, we didn't
1: even touch conspiracy theories.
0: We didn't even touch conspiracy theories. So that'll be <laughs> maybe the next silver. Yeah, Matt, watch Mr. Ballen. We'll we'll discuss a an event that happens on that soon. Um, But until then, guys, enjoy your flights, enjoy Norway, enjoy Thailand, whoever you're going there with, you crazy bastard. And uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for following and follow these two guys. I'll put their Instagram information below. Thanks for checking us out. We'll be back again next week. Take care.